Welcome to the Leadership Live podcast, a conversational podcast with community members aiming to motivate, challenge, and inspire you to lead. Now, here are your hosts, Vanessa Bennett and Trey Darnell. Happy Friday. Welcome to Leadership Live. I'm Trey Darnell here with co-host Vanessa Bennett. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. On the phone, we have Andy Dietrich. How are you doing today, Andy? Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're just going to jump right into it. How long have you been in the auto sale business? Well, I started picking up cigarette butts and washing cars at Anderson Ford on Lynn Garden Drive in Kingsport when I was 15 years old, and I will be 44 later this month, and I'm still doing it. So you are credited with the concept of regionalism. You, Bob Feathers, and Jerry Caldwell. How would you describe regionalism in 60 seconds? Um, Well, regionalism wasn't really created by us. They've tried it several times the last 10, 15 years, and it's never really grabbed hold yet. But what regionalism to me is, uh, cities and counties in our 17-county region in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia working together. It's working together on community projects, a project on a uh, regional scale and also on a national scale of economic development or chamber development or work businesses working more closely together to better our region. And we do work better when we do have uh, more people involved and, and we can actually save money in the long run if we do put our resources sort of in one bowl and disperse it from there. So that's 60 seconds worth right there. The way you described it there is simple, and I feel like it's the way that uh, the city of Kingsport, Sullivan County, Bristol, Johnson City should all be explaining it. Are you as optimistic now about regionalism or Appalachian Highlands as you were um, a couple of years ago? Um, you know, it, yes, I would like for it to happen quicker, but we none of us like change, and we're scared of change. And, you know, we've all been set in our ways and and this region has always done things a certain way forever. And we're coming along and saying, hey, we need to lock arms and just pushing regionalism forward and trying to figure out a way to market our region as a whole. And, you know, we've used the name Tri-Cities, which Tri-Cities means three cities, Kingsport, Johnson, and Bristol. And we are trying to come up with a way, how can we market our region if it's 17 counties in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia and the name came forward, Apple. Appalachian Highland to market all of our region as one. And Tri-Cities will never go away. You've got the airport named after that. And Kingsport, John City, um, and Bristol will always be Tri-City. But when you're talking about our greater region uh, and go up in Southwest Virginia and go all the way to Greenville, Appalachian Highland, sort of what resonates and what we can market our region to the outside world. So Andy, something that um, I've had the pleasure of working with you on is something called Region Ahead that is an important part of Appalachian Highlands. Can you give us a brief description of what that is and the amazing things that this group of leaders have been doing? Region Ahead was created at the very early stages of the pandemic last year, and it was brought together by the chambers in our region and also economic development agents. And it was first created as a business directory for businesses who were affected during the pandemic. And you could go on there as a business and list what services you had to offer during the pandemic. Or you could say, hey, my dining room's closed at my restaurant, but I still have curbside and I still gift cards. So that's why it was created. And we decided, well, you've got this thing here. Let's go one step further. 
longer. So I kept hearing stories last year about businesses that were suffering because of the pandemic, things that I never realized would affect them were affecting them. And so we created the local business recovery fund from region ahead. And it was, we raised money for it. Uh, $256,000 was raised. And we had a grant application process where you could submit a grant request and put your business info, your profit and loss statement. And we had a anonymous grant committee that reviewed all the materials and decided how much money you got. So out of that $256,000, we gave back to 70 businesses um, out of those uh, 17 counties in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Um, after that was finished, we uh, created commercials that were raw commercials from uh, hospital workers, if it was nurses or doctors, telling about how hard it was inside the hospitals, what they were seeing with COVID patients. And we took this raw video and turned it into commercials that uh, our local TV stations ran for us. And we also did other media campaigns with billboards and newspaper ads from this. So we did that. And then uh, Lottie Ryans with the First Tennessee Development District approached us at Region Ahead and said, hey, um, and Miles Burdine actually as well, we're both on, they were both on the uh, first or the Blue Cross Blue Shield Board of Tennessee. And they said, hey, they're awarding over a million dollars across the entire state of Tennessee to different regions that come up with COVID plans, What things that might work to try to help stem the rise of people beginning sick with COVID. And so we came up with an idea to create mobile vaccination bands. So if, if you have church members at Wednesday night supper and we could set up a mobile vaccination band in the parking lot, we could vaccinate as many people as we possibly could. Or Eastman maybe had a division of people that were a lot of hourly workers and it would cost them money to take time off and go get a shot. We would come to them. So we did that. And this year, COVID came back in our hospital. Um, you know, the, our, the hospital staff and employees were under tremendous stress. Again, there's a national nurse uh, shortage, as we all well know. So we created a uh, fund, Healthcare Heroes Fund, to raise money to buy lunches, box dinners, car washes, gift cards, to say thank you to the seven of Ballot hospitals that represented the majority where the COVID patients were. So we raised $55,000 for that. And then in December, we're getting ready to announce that we're, uh, we've already raised 22500 to give back to first responders that represent those seven hospitals. And who knows what the future holds? We can adapt, we can change, we can be wherever we need to be and help with any situation that arises in our region. You know, and I think that was another description of regionalism. Um, The amount of groups that's come together to make this happen, I I think is amazing. And we have stepped out of our comfort zones to be able to do this and have done some great things through the pandemic. So thank you for letting me be a small part of that and for your leadership of that too. Well, thank you. It's it's been exciting and and the community's involvement and outpouring of, of support has been awesome. So with this, how can we as community members promote Appalachian Highlands and Region Ahead? You know, Appalachian Highlands, it's a name that you can start using if you have a business or in your business, if you're trying to describe our region, you know, if it's on social media, use that, start being, getting used to using the term. Every day I see it more and more on social media. You know, there's almost 10,000 posts now of hashtag Appalachian Highlands on Instagram, and I think it's getting close to eight or 9,000 posts on uh, Facebook that I can see. So it's starting to gain momentum. I watch 
every day. New businesses and new individuals are starting to use it, incorporate it into their daily lifestyle. Um, region ahead, what you can do to support it is just keep your ears to the ground. You know, we're, you know, if there's another situation, I, I don't know what it is, but if there's another, not a pandemic, but, you know, if something happens in our region that we need to come together as one uh, with chambers and business leaders and other organizations and, and united ways, we can come together quickly and act to help people in need. We will be there for that. So that's sort of what I see with the future. To shift gears a little bit, what is your favorite part? You're an avid supporter of uh, Speedway's Children's Charities. What is one of your favorite parts about working with that organization? Well, my wife is on the board at Speedway Children's Charities and has been for a number of years. And she has a school for kids with cancer at the Bristol Motor Speedway. And I believe she's it's in its 11th or 12th year. Um, the last two years, she really hasn't been able to have school because children with cancer almost had to go into hiding because of the COVID. They can't get COVID, so they can't be around anybody. So, you know, um, we've been heavily involved with our school. Speedway Children's Charities has been very helpful, and Jerry Caldwell at Bristol Motor Speedway uh, to give her a space to hold class up there two days a week. It's just a, it's been a wonderful partnership, and we also, you know, with uh, my dealership here, Champion Chevrolet, we're, I think, the 12th year we're giving away a car for Nice Longer's Children's Hospital, and, you know, we just, we want the children of our region to be healthy. Um, you know, if they do get sick, we want to have the best quality care that we can have for them and, and just know how fortunate we are to have a children's hospital that um, if a child does get sick in our region, the families don't have to get split up and move away to go to a hospital for them to be treated when they can be treated right here at home. I'm very appreciative of what you're doing in the community and what Jerry Caldwell and as well as Bob Feathers have done. I will give you credit for creating the new movement for regionalism uh, in the Tri-Cities, Southwest Virginia, in the 17 counties. Uh, we'll, we'll shift gears a little bit as we wrap up this podcast and give you the opportunity to think about if you were to write an autobiography, what the title would be. And while you think, I'm going to give you five questions just to, to give a rapid response to. Are you ready for those? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> They're not hard, I promise. What is the most delightful okay. word you can think of? Giving. Where were you born? Kingsport. What is your dream car? A, I'll say one of the new Chevrolet Tahoes. Use one word to, to describe your computer skills. I actually paid attention in typing class. Typing. I can type. Paper <laughs> or plastic? Uh, paper. And now you've had a couple moments to kind of think about an autobiography title. What would it be? Leave the world in a better place than what you found it. I can see that just from the couple minutes of talking to you and hearing about uh, what you're doing for our, our region, and that, that fits you perfectly. And we appreciate you joining today. Vanessa, do you have any final thoughts? No, that's it. Thank you so much, Andy. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you all. All right. See you soon. We'll see you next Friday, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's Leadership Live podcast, a partnership between Kingsport Leadership Programs of your Kingsport Chamber and Dom Talk. Domtar, the sustainable paper, pulp, and packaging company. Leadership Line is available wherever you get your podcasts.